following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this January 8th, 2022. Rich Eggy with the broken helmet. Chris Eggy also in attendance. Coming to you from Florida. I am coming from snowy New Jersey. Time on the clock right now is about noon. A little bit there after, about quarter after as we get ready for the start of the final week of the season. It is week 18. We have made it. Yes, we have. COVID and all has not deterred the league from shutting down. Thank God. Uh, looked like it was going to get a little crazy for a hot second, but we have reached the ending here, Chris. Thoughts on the uh, season as it wraps up here? It's interesting that uh, we have the one number one seed and then everyone else has to play. This is the first year I think they've ever done that, right? So that back in, what in the regard? day you're talking about playoffs. What, with one seed having the bye and nobody else has the bye? Well, am I, am I not mistaken? That, that happened last year too, right? No, this is the first year. Is it really? I thought last year was. I got all screwed up from following it from year to year because I, there was a couple of podcasts I did during the year solo that I think I botched it and I stopped it and I rewound it and I, I changed it. And I thought that that change occurred last year. But again, I could be completely mistaken. But yes, there is only one by this year. Uh, and I'd have to go back and look last year to see what the deal is. But um, yes, so in which Green Bay has locked up as they have guaranteed themselves the number one slot in the NFC. The AFC is completely open uh, as we speak and wait for the first of two big games tonight. Obviously, the Saturday uh, slate has two games tonight. I shouldn't say obviously. Um, Not every Saturday has it, but with... College is shutting down and finally getting out of the way. NFL moves back to take over that Saturday, uh, those Saturday time slots. So you'll see that going forward from now through a bunch of the playoffs. And there's actually a playoff Monday night game coming up. Monday, yeah. Monday night football will be wild card weekend. So That's kind of cool. I mean, that... that kind of mixes it up a little bit. It makes it a little more enjoyable. So you, you know, like you have that feeling of during the season, we get to always have Thursday, Sunday, Monday. It's nice to have like a Monday night game. Well, I think that the bonus to your point is that in years past, the Monday night football game used to be a fantastic game. You know, you, you, like you used to get through Sunday, you used to go to bed, you used to wake up, and have been like, all right, well, what do we got? Oh, it's Monday, it's football season, it's time, right? Depending on what age you are, you go out to the bar, you get together with a bunch of friends, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and you party one last time before the rest of the week starts off, and then you got nothing until the following Sunday. Well, times have changed, and now with the Thursday games and the Sunday night game specifically, Monday night 
Monday night has really kind of died off, no? Yeah. I no, mean, I, I is that I me or no? Because No. No, 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 no. That's that's not you. That's that's definitely true. That's definitely true. I mean it, it it's always fun if you play fantasy because if you have any players going or you're playing your opponent does, it gives you something to watch for, but in regards to good football, there was a couple of good games, but a lot of the games I turned off halfway through and was like, oh, screw this, I'm going to bed. Yeah, well, everything about Monday night football has kind of lessened, right? The importance of it, the juice around it. I, I hate to say it, like Monday night football just doesn't feel special anymore. You know, and I don't. I, I think it's probably been that way ever since Sunday night football kind of moved up to the top top slot. Because if you ask me, what what's the biggest showcase game of any regular season NFL week? I'd probably say the Sunday night game, and if not the Sunday night game, I might even say the Thursday night game. No, I wouldn't say Thursday night. Take away no, take away the actual slate of games for Thursday night. I'm just talking about the Thursday night game itself. You think the yeah. Thursday night game is, is a lesser game regardless of the teams playing? I'm just talking about um, you know the game in itself. I don't know how to phrase that, but you got the Thursday night game and the Monday night game. You think that the Monday night game still has more juice? The, the Thursday night in regards to... No, I think the Monday night game does. Yeah, I... Because the Thursday game, everybody has to play a game. Everybody on the in the NFL gets scheduled a Thursday night game from what I understood. But not everybody gets a Monday night game. Not everyone gets a Sunday night game. It's a little different. You know, they, they, um, and especially, especially nearing the end of the season, they start to pick and choose which games they want to play when. So I, I agree that Sunday night definitely has the most juice because that, they always pick the best of the best. Yeah, Sunday night gets the best uh, the best docket uh, of games, but I, I don't know. I, I'm on the other side. I, Monday night football to me is kind of I'm kind of exhausted at that point, unless it's a really good game. And like I said, you know, the games obviously trump the the nights, but the Monday night game, unless it's a really good game, I'm kind of exhausted at that, that point. It's kind of in my pack. I'm I'm definitely more into the Thursday night game because it's the first game of the week. Fantasy first starts off. Um, I, I don't know, for whatever, the dynamics of that Thursday night game, to me, uh, trump that of the Monday night game. But it wasn't always that way. So anyway, the point going all the way back to the beginning here is that it's fun having the Monday night game in the playoff weekends because it kind of has that old school Monday night football, here we go, let's go. Uh, you know, and it's still got that Monday night uh, old school vibe to it, I guess. Anyway, uh, point being, so that, that's where we are now. We got the... Uh, last weekend of games here to go uh, before we get into that. Um, I guess we'll jump right into it. We'll look, instead of doing the recap of our picks, because we will revisit the end year stats for that next week. Uh, I, As far as I know from all of the numbers that I put forward, you have completely locked up the the uh, our best picks of the week, our, our top five picks, the super contest, if you will, because you were 20 games over 500, and I think I just was able to crawl back to 500 in that one. And then when you go to the pick them all contest where we pick every single game each week, I think we're really neck and neck. I think I had pulled ahead of you at one point, and then 
last two weeks, I think you might have got ahead of me. I have, I think, one week left i got to throw in there. But that's where we left. So we won't do that update here at first down. What we'll do is we'll take a look at the playoff situation and assess all of these games that we're going to be witnessing over the next uh, 48, 72 hours and see how they're going to impact the final uh, playoff teams here. First down. First down. Okay, and so we'll start in the AFC. So, the Tennessee Titans, they have locked up the AFC South Division title. The Kansas City Chiefs have locked up their division. Now, the two of them are going to be pitted against each other for the number one seed and the first round bye. Chris, do you know how each one of those locks up that first bye? Oh, I was looking at it the other day. It's it's so tight. It's New England. I, 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 you have it. I'm sure in front of you. So why don't you just right, read so it? So here we go. So we got the Titans are facing Houston. Titans win. That's it. Done deal. They've locked up the first seed and the bye. Kansas City is playing Denver. They need to. They're in Denver. They need to beat the Broncos, and then they need the Titans to lose to Houston. So you would imagine Titans win that up. You have the Bengals after that. The Bengals can still lock up the number one seed, but they're sitting everybody. This is a done deal. Cincinnati is just more than happy at their spot. But should they win, Tennessee lose, Kansas City lose, then they get the top spot. Very tough to imagine that happening. The next interesting part is Buffalo versus the Patriots because basically if Buffalo wins, they've got the AFC East. If New England wins and Buffalo loses, they have the AFC East. And then after that, it's the playoffs. Now here, or not the playoffs, sorry, the wild card is what I'm trying to say. And this is where it gets a little bit more interesting, but then again, not really. The Colts are playing the Jaguars. Any shot that they lose that game, we'll get to the picks later, but there's not, right? Probably not. No, I mean there. That's that. That would change everything in the AFC. Yeah, they're they're a fifteen point favorite. It is in Jacksonville, so Jacksonville could play major fucking spoiler should they be able to pull this one out of their ass. But I, I highly doubt it. Right. So you would imagine the Colts are going to lock up their playoff berth, which then just leaves one slot left or two slots left for the rest of the teams. And of those, the Chargers have the easiest uh, way in because they just have to beat your Raiders, and that then then they're in. Now Vegas on the other side, they win and they're in. So that leaves the one slot, which is going to be between either I guess Vegas, Steelers, and Ravens. Because no, yes, no. There's only seven teams in. Well, I I. Oh, that's right. The the Patriots. Sorry. I'm screwing this whole lot. Okay, great. Car crash. Insert here. Record scratch. Insert there. Let's start this over again. I completely fucked that up. The Bills and the Pats. I forgot the loser of that gets the one playoff spot. Yes. Colts get the other playoff spot. And so we have the Colts, Ravens, Vegas, uh, Chargers, and Steelers all for this last one. It's basically... The Ravens are the toughest to get in. They need to win, and everybody else has to lose. The Steelers are the next hardest to get in. They need to win. They need Indianapolis to lose versus the Jaguars. Not going to happen. And then they need the Vegas uh, 
Chargers game not to end up in a tie. And then the Chargers and the Raiders have the easier of the paths in. Chargers are basically win and in. Vegas is a win and in. Uh, or they could with uh, you know all kinds of other scenarios. So basically, that's the AFC. Uh, I guess the biggest game of that is going to be Chargers-Vegas uh, because that's the reason they moved that game to the uh, Monday. Well, no, that game was always the Monday night game. No, they moved to the Sunday night game. Sunday night. Yeah. That's right. Sunday That's night. it. And so then we flip over to the NFC. Packers locked in. They're done. They've got the first seed locked up and the bye. Then you have the Rams, Cardinals fighting for their playoff berth in the NFC West. The loser will get the wild card, but the winner will get the division should, uh, well, the Rams would have to lose, Arizona win. If they both lose, then the Rams get the NFC West. Uh, Cowboys are locked in. Bucks are locked in. Eagles are locked in. Um, now, San Francisco and the Saints are the two that the question comes into play as to who's going to make it. San Francisco wins and in. San Francisco ties and in. Saints are in with a win and a San Francisco loss. So that's what the playoff situation ends up being, even though I completely botched the AFC version of it because I completely screwed up with the uh, Bills and the Patriots. So you have a lot of games today. Uh, well, today, tomorrow. And, you know, some of them are interesting. Others end up not being so interesting. Uh, even games like the Cowboys and Eagles, which you would think tonight was a, a good game. It might be, but I don't think any of these teams have anything invested in that game. So, um, let's take it. In, well, there are three games, really, that are better than the rest. And the games that I'm looking at, tell me if you agree or don't. Chargers-Raiders, right, obviously, is the Sunday night game. That game's huge. Agreed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. So, Saints-Falcons... Uh, along with the Rams 49ers is the next big two games because each of those games will be going off at the same time and they both impact what happens in the playoffs. Yeah, I think they set it up. It sounds like they set it up this way. I can't. Well, they, they would have to, right? Because you don't want any of those games. I mean, the Saints-Falcons game in Atlanta probably should go off at 1 o'clock. Right, but if you end up putting that game at 1 o'clock, it kills the drama because if the Saints lose, the 49ers know automatically that they're in. Yeah, they could sit everyone. Right, so they have them both going at 4 o'clock. So, I don't, did you see any other games that, I, I mean, would outweigh those three? Well, the Philly game matters because if Philly wins and San Francisco loses, Philly won't have to play the Rams. Philly will get to play... Tampa or Dallas. Well, they could play Dallas. No, I guess if Dallas. Oh man, that's it's such a it's such a, a yeah. That's a why that cl game cluster. Yeah, that's why that game loses all kinds of impact. Not to mention, there's a lot of COVID uh, COVID players in that game that are out. So well, I think Philly wants to win for sure. What I I mean, it's slotting, right? I guess they they can try to play a specific team, but they won't really know who they're going to be playing because all the games that impact them afterward are, are after their game. You follow what I'm saying? Well, I don't – yeah, regardless, I don't think they – I think they're going to try and win tonight for sure. I don't, think they, I don't think they're not going to try to win. I'm just saying the game doesn't hold the same weight as the other three described. No, no. I, it matters, just not as much as the other ones do. The Rams game is big because – 
New Orleans does not de- de- deserve, nor do I have any interest in watching them in the playoffs. San Francisco at least has... Well, San Francisco's really banged up. I, you know, that, that quarterback. I would be more interested in seeing San Francisco in if I could see Trey Lance and he actually played well. Uh, I think San Francisco is, is a much better team than New Orleans. I, New I, Orleans is such garbage. Uh, I mean, yes, I agree that their quarterback situation is pretty terrible. I, I would push back a little bit in the sense that if Garoppolo doesn't play, and I'm not a big Garoppolo fan, but you know what you're getting with Garoppolo, and he ran the offense all season. And, you know, Samuel had a good year. Uh, you know, the, the team at their best was playing really well. I With Trey Lance in there, I just don't know what the hell you're going to get. And at least from New Orleans' standpoint, I mean, they've been playing mix-mosh quarterback situation all year. So they've been you know, doing this anyway. I, I don't know. I, I might like to see Kamara and the Saints in there if it was Trey Lance. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not. I don't think either I'm team re- has a good chance in the playoffs anyway, though. San Francisco. That's why I say I, I think San Francisco has a better chance. But you're right. Well, that's not true. If they're fully healthy, San Francisco's pretty good. I, 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 don't, I don't think they're a bad team. Nor do I, but I don't, again, I just, I like Garoppolo in there because I don't think Lance is ready, but maybe, you know, Lance didn't look great last week. You know, you knew what you were getting with Garoppolo, that's my point. And when San Francisco was at their best, Garoppolo under center, they were an okay team. Yeah, I guess. You know, I mean, definitely better than the Saints, but if you're going to get Trey Lance in there and he looks like dog shit tomorrow, then I might want to see the, the Saints in there. Uh, instead, but whatever. Either or. Saints, Saints defense is better. San Francisco's offense is better. So, you know, you're, it's like, what what are you really rooting for? What do you want to see in the playoffs? A better defensive or a better, better offensive team? Right. All right. So uh, let's get into the top three games that we just mentioned right there. Second down. Second down. And so we will head out to Atlanta talk about the Saints first. Saints facing off against the Falcons. Three and a half point road favorite here for New Orleans. Over under is 39 and a half points. The Sharps currently are on the Falcons. The tickets are currently on the Falcons. And then the money is on the Saints. Of those numbers, the tickets are about 60% in favor of Atlanta, and the money is 71% leaning toward New Orleans. Head over and we'll check out the most updated injury report for this game. And right now, it looks like Marcus Davenport limited on Friday, did not practice Wednesday, Thursday. Ramchek limited all week. And then Mark Ingram did not practice the last two days. He was limited on Wednesday as well. So that's New Orleans. As for the Falcons, you know, Pitts is banged up. He has a hamstring injury. Uh, Darby, one of their wide receivers, he's got a shoulder. He was injured, in, he was battling a shoulder injury limited all week. And then Mayfield, their offensive lineman, he didn't appear on Wednesday's in Wednesday's, I can't even talk today, Wednesday's injury report, uh, did not practice Thursday and Friday. So uh, that is the injury status for that game. I don't know if any of that really impacts me. I guess Pitts is the biggest question mark because he was a pretty big part of their offense down the stretch. So New Orleans in Atlanta here. 
I mean, they've got to pull it off. They're favored by three and a half. Do you think they pull it off? And if they do, I you know you would figure the three and a half is a gimme, right? I mean, this is a basically a pick'em game. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked that they are such close. I guess it's because it's a rival rivalry. I I guess that's why the spread's so low. I I don't know. I I really I pick New Orleans mainly because I think they have something they're fighting for. But the way I look, I, I look at the spread, and it's like Atlanta's not that good. I guess they 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 were in the playoff hunt for a little bit, but you know, losing Calvin Ridley for the year sucked, and quarter Cordaro Patterson's their number one player, essentially, which is kind of weird. He wanted uh, to play defense this this week. I read that I think on Pro Football Talk. <clears throat> yeah, that was weird. Why? Like, why? What, what are you trying to get? He's 30 years old. I, I don't know. He he's having a good year. He wants to get involved, continue to make a name for himself. I, is he on a one-year deal? He might be on a one-year deal. You know, I mean, whatever. Patterson's one of the best stories out of the NFL this year. Because here you have a journeyman, 30 years old, and ended up becoming a, a, a huge player for the Falcons. Now, the Falcons' season ended up, uh, you know, going right down the toilet. But Patterson was good. So I get it. You know, just wants to make a little bit more of a name for himself. Fun guy, fun season. How about it? Play some defense. Yeah. Yeah, but New Orleans has too much. You know, Peyton's very, very good at preparing for games like this. And I, I guess you're, you know, you're talking about Taysom Hill. Is is he the answer? Is he going to be the one that leads them to the promised land? Probably not. Can he get them to the playoffs? Maybe. Uh, I just don't think Atlanta's that good. I, I Atlanta just loses to everybody recently. So Yeah, my struggle with this game is the fact that Atlanta doesn't have pits. They didn't have too much else going into it. Uh, you know, Calvin Ridley never came back from whatever the fuck he was dealing with, which is, uh, you know, really beyond. Uh, you know, you wish all the best for any kind of player, but still it's just very random that uh, he punched out halfway through the season. And I, you haven't heard another thing about it. Not a single thing. So I, I wonder going forward, you know, what, what it's going to be like for his career if he can, can go forward. Because without having any other, in, you know, information, you, know, you, you clock out of an entire season. And it, it's pretty, it's pretty uh, head-scratching. So, but without, uh, without Ridley there, you know, Pitts became the number one guy. Patterson became the number one guy. I don't know if that's going to be enough here. The Saints, obviously, the question mark is going to be what happens with that offense and their quarterback situation in this game. I think their defense is probably enough to get through it in this, especially if they end up leaning on Kamara, who dialed it up a little bit at the end of last week. Got some fantasy owners, some extra points there in the uh, late go, which he, he needed. You were facing off in a playoff, well, Super Bowl contest, and Kamara was really the only thing that was left. And uh, what he really needed was overtime, which was a possibility in last week's game. Yeah. Because yeah. they were down eight. Oh, fantasy football. Yeah, over. You clocked in. You ended up getting yourself a nice uh, crown and some extra finances to go along with it. I still got to pay you back that money. I have not forgot. Um, yeah. But anyway... In this regard, I went with the Saints, too. You're taking the Saints. I just think that this should be pretty straightforward for New Orleans. I, I like you. I like, um, uh, what's his face? The coach. Holy shit. I just. Peyton. Peyton. 
I like Sean Payton in this spot. Um, I like the Saints defense more so than the Falcons. I, I just think uh, it, right now with the game on the line, Saints can pull off a three-and-a-half-point victory. Yeah, I, I don't even think this is going to be a game. I think three-and-a-half is like a gimme. I will say the one thing that I do like, and I'm going to put it in there, is over 39-and-a-half. I, you know, I know the defenses are okay, but 39-and-a-half – you know, I think that both these offenses should be able to contribute enough points to get over. Uh, granted, the Falcons really just can't do anything without Pitts there, but I mean, they've been playing with spot duty people all year long, so um, I, I think they probably should be able to add there. So I put the thirty-nine and a half as one of my over/unders on the spreads. I don't really have a feeling either way on that. I really don't know how Atlanta is going to come out and play, and if they can't perform. Any, you know, New Orleans' defense is really good. If they're not going to be able to move the ball, how are they going to get enough to score over that? That's what I would think. Yeah, I would no, think. I, I got you. I mean, that, that's the one question. If Atlanta really, if, if Pitch just screws up that offense not being in it and they really can't game plan and the Saints' defense rises to the occasion and, and is able to uh, use that to their advantage, then, yeah, you could see this going under. But I, I was leaning the other way. You know, I, I just think that the Falcons should be able to perform regardless of pits to a point that they should be able to add to the point total here that would get it over the 39-and-a-half. So no thought from you. I am over the 39-and-a-half, and we're both on the Saints for their New Orleans-Atlanta game. So let's go over to the other game, and we will check out the Rams hosting the 49ers. Good game here on multiple levels. Unlike the Saints and Falcons game where you get you know, a shitbox team versus a makeshift team that's had an okay year, you have two good teams here in a game that matters, and they'll be going off at the same time. So you will, you know, the teams will have to try as hard as they can. They can't really take their pedal off the metal uh, because they don't know what's going on. Because I, like the the 49ers are has the Saints game going off at the same time. The Cardinals are going off at the same time as the Rams. So they're both going to be fighting for the NFC West title. So the Rams are going to be a home favorite here by four and a half points. The over-under is 44 and a half. The Sharps have not taken a side. The tickets are favoring San Francisco, 63%. And the money is in on the Rams at 68%. If you head over to the injury report for this right now, the Rams don't have anything. So they are pretty clear and healthy. As for the 49ers, uh, Shanahan said that Garoppolo will start Sunday's game if he's 100%. I highly doubt that. I don't think that Garoppolo is going to play. Have you heard any any word? If I did. I, I, did. Yeah, I read him? an article. Yeah, I read an article. He's not playing. He's not playing. That's what I thought most of all. So Shanahan says he knows who's playing. He said Garoppolo would be a go if he was 100%. None of us think that that is the case. So you'd think that it was going to be uh, Trey Lance under center. So uh, Eliza Mitchell and safety Talano Hufanga, whatever. They were not on the injury report on Friday, and so they will be both playing. So there's your quick injury update. And so who do you have in here with the Rams 49ers in this NFC West battle? Uh, it's it's like in this pool, you know, picking for lines, I went with the Rams and it's funny because I, I in my other pool at work, I need I need to make up four games on the the leader. I'm in second place. And so this is one of the games where I pick San Francisco 
thinking that dude's going to pick the Rams. Like, I can see San Francisco winning this game, but uh, it's so tough because— Winning or covering? I have the Rams covering in in this for right, this. Right, but when you're saying San Francisco winning, you mean them outright oh, they winning have or you to, mean covering? Yeah, they, you pick the winner in that. In that. No okay, spreads. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Just picking the winner. But I can see San Francisco winning this. But when we were talking about the playoff picture, it's like you know San Francisco needs this more. You know, the Rams are already in. But I know McVay, and you know McVay wants the two seeds so that if he can get all home field advantage throughout until he gets to, you know, the, the champ, the NFC championship, he wants that, right? Like the, they essentially want that, that they, they have a better offense. They have a really good defense. San Francisco is going to have to play a hell of a game to win this. I would think I, in my mind, this is one of my locks for the week. I ended up picking the Rams because I think for the 49ers, going on the road, they've had a lot of things go right for them this year. Debo Samuel being number one, he had a fantastic year. They utilized him in every way possible. He was phenomenal for San Fran. They got enough out of Garoppolo that they were able to get to this state. Um, they've had Elijah Mitchell came along. He played really good in the backfield for them when he finally got thrown there uh, to start. And that 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 backfield of theirs. What what a mess it started off being because Raheem Mosert was the original starter and then he blows out his knee week one and then they, they dropped it Trey Sermon. Trey Sermon ended up being a complete and utter bust but Mitchell rises to the occasion. Uh, he battled a little bit of injury there down the stretch but he performed well for them. All of that said you know I, I think the Rams right now I'm not as big on the Rams as some of these other people but I think that their defense is at a point and their offense is at a point that they should be able to handle this game at home versus a 49ers team that's, I mean, they're kind of, it's a little bit of a triage unit here with the flipping of quarterbacks so late in the game. Granted, Lance got one more game in last week, but, I, you know, they, they make it seem as though he's ready, but I still don't think that Trey Lance is there. So with more or less a backup quarterback there for San Francisco and the Rams kind of locking everything in and being at home, I think they should get this game. I think it should be pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I I don't know if it's one of my best bets, but I, I don't know. The Rams are so good. They have the – they have the – like they were saying last week on the radio, on the TV, like they went all in this year, all in. Well, they, they go in all in every year for the past, like, two or three years with all these trades, right? But, I mean, this year they brought in uh, they went, they went, brought in Odell Beckham. They brought in Sony Michelle. Thank God they did because Henderson's just a mess. The dude can't stay healthy. Um, and Sony Michelle's been a beast since he joined that, since he, they started him. Um, uh, Jalen Ramsey was, was, like, two years ago. Well, Von they Miller was the a, other ad. Was the other late addition? No, I I know. I'm talking. They paid. They paid Jalen Ramsey. They paid uh, um, Aaron Donald. They paid. Uh, they're going to pay OBJ. You, you, uh, Von Miller is okay. Like Von Miller is not really like a. I guess you go all in by getting Von Miller, but Von Miller. I don't think he's the same player he was. But what I'm saying is. This is it. Like this, this is going to be their chance. They're going to be the two seed. 
They could have very easily been the, th- the one seed if they went into Green Bay and beat Green Bay in that game. Um, they're good. They're very good. This should be a lock. You're right. Yeah, I, that, that's the way that I'm feeling. So you're going with the Rams, as am I. I'm actually locking it in as one of my picks. 44.5 is the over-under. I didn't know what to do with that. I kind of want to go with over, but I, I question what 49ers offense is going to look like with Lance there. So I stayed away from that. But That's one of my unders. Oh, you, you like that as an under? Yeah. Oh, throw it in there. So Chris taking the under of 44 and a half for the Rams and the 49ers. Uh, that, that's my fear is that, that, you know, Lance isn't going to be able to do anything and that this is going to be, you know, ugly in one regard. So uh, I could see that. that. That would be my lean if I had one. I didn't for this game, but... Uh, all right, so we're both on the same side, that being the Rams. Chris is locking in one of his over-unders on the 44-and-a-half under in this game, and that leaves one game, which is his Raiders. who fly out to Las Vegas, where the Raiders are going to be hosting the Chargers in a game of Sunday night football. So the Chargers are road favorites here at three points. The over-under is 49 points. The Chargers currently are a trifecta bet. The Sharps, the tickets, and the money all love the Chargers. The slight leans in regard to the tickets and money, 56% of the tickets, 54% of the money. And if I didn't mention before, all these stats that I am quoting are generated around 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, courtesy of the Action Network app. So, your Las Vegas Raiders are a home dog here. Uh, as I check the injury report, nothing really to note for anybody. I guess for the Raiders, Waller was a Darren Waller, obviously, the tight end. If you don't know, you should, obviously, if you listen to a podcast randomly uh, found in the internets like this one. Darren Waller, limited throughout the week as he looked to play for the first time since getting injured during their Thanksgiving Day game. Been a while. Uh, Jacobs, he was limited all week. Uh, who else they got on here? They got Jonathan Hankins, defensive tackle. He was limited Friday after missing the first two weeks of practice. So all three of those just mentioned are game time decisions. So that's it for the injuries. So where are you at with your Raiders here? I will say that I think it's going to be tough sledding for them come Sunday night. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they stand a chance. How much do you think that they don't stand a chance? Because I will tell you right now that I am locking in the Chargers as one of my best bets of the week. So did I. Oh, look at that double lock. Yeah, it's just going to be, I mean, granted that they're going to have, you know, Waller who hasn't played in a while anyway, but he's still up against it. Jacobs is hurt. Uh, Hankins, Hankins is banged up. But the Chargers need this game. So, you know, you, you have the better team with, I would say, the better quarterback, even though they're on the road. You know, it's I think it's just going to be tough for the Raiders to get through this one. But, you know, I mean, give them credit. Carr has been playing well over the recent past. Played really well last week. Ugh, I He did. I I whatever. I don't I don't think you're going to change the fact that he's not going to win he does, he's not a championship quarterback with that team. Maybe he'd be better in a system with better players around him. Fine. I, he's a system quarterback. I could see him playing for McVay. 
and just working that system and just doing what he says. But he's not going to win a championship in Vegas. There's not enough talent on that team. He, we're wasting years of our whatever draft picks on horrible, horrible people. And we're just sticking with him. Like he's going to be the guy. We're just going to build around car. Like, no, you can't build around car. He's not, he's not, he's not Justin Herbert. Well, no, he's you can't not. build around him. I, I completely agree with that. I, you know, it's just that he's playing well and you can't really take that away from him. Right. So, you know, you, you don't think at all he could get it done here because I think they, there is a chance, especially if Herbert has one of these games where he kind of tanks, right? That they pull it off. I don't. I don't think so. I, I mean, I don't. you don't. All right. Let me just say. The Raiders defense isn't good enough. All right. But let's say that the Chargers offense has one of these kind of shithole games that they, they've had a little bit this year, right? And things don't go well. Staley makes terrible calls. You don't think that the Raiders at home and car have it in them to get the W? Uh, sure. Yes, I do. I, I believe that they can. I'm not saying they can't win this game. I'm saying they're not going to win this game. There's no way... The Chargers, with all that talent on that roster, are going to lose this game. They're not. They're not. It's not going to happen. The funny part about this game is, is you heard the whole thing with Jacksonville beating Indy? Uh, in what regard? If Jacksonville if beats Jack- Indy, it screws up everything. If Jacksonville beats Indianapolis, the Raiders and the Chargers could kneel on the ball 15 times each. Oh, you're talking about if they to tie it out and then both get in, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, and to try to flesh that out a little bit, here is Vegas's playoff berth scenarios: they win, or they tie, and Indianapolis loses, or Indianapolis loses and Pittsburgh loses or ties. So, yeah, and then the Chargers they win or tie, and that they're in. So there's that tie that you're talking about where they both tie and Indianapolis loses, Vegas and Chargers get in, and the Colts end up falling out. But again, that <laughs> puts a lot of emphasis on that that Colts game. But again, it's the Jaguars, right? I mean, there's not a shot in hell that they pull that out. Mm, yeah, it's not going to happen. Well, Char- Chargers are going to win this game. The Raiders don't have enough talent, nor... I, I love the Raiders, but I'm I'm rooting for them to lose for the better playoff. I mean, for the better uh, draft pick. Like I, I just they don't have it, man. They don't have it this year. That they they had potential. We we we. I mean, years. Antonio Brown. What the hell was that two years ago? You know, and then we take someone like Leatherwood, Alex Leatherwood, a, a guy from Alabama. Who's who's garbage? Like as an offensive lineman, that's what we're working on. Like, yeah. and then Hen- Henry Ruggs and I'd rather. Well, see in that Mariotta. regard, your your whole team is going to be different after this year because they're just going to re they're they're going to reformat everything. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Max going to be gone. I would imagine it's going to be a new GM, a new coach, the whole nine. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Max stays. But, you know, Davis is doing everything differently. 
maybe Mayock stays, but I would imagine it would be a new GM and then a new coach. And, and you could probably see better results than you did out of the Gruden era. Because I, I think Mayock was married to Gruden in the, in the regard. He hired him, right? I mean, it was it was Gruden first and then Mayock. Yeah. Yep. So now, you know, Davis has to say, all right, well, I like Mayock enough that I'm just going to rely on you going forward to say, I, I don't know. There's got to be other guys out there, but maybe I'm wrong. I mean, really, if you look at this game, it's going to be on the defensive front that something's probably decided because both Las Vegas and the Chargers are nick so good. The uh, Vegas Raiders are 23rd DVOA and the Chargers are 26th DVOA. So, and then when you flip it on the offside, offensive side, the Chargers are third, and Las Vegas is all the way down in 19. So, um, you would imagine that this game is going to be dependent, you would think, a little bit on the performance of the Chargers offense. Because if the Chargers offense comes to play, I think that's going to really limit the, the Raiders' uh, possibilities of getting the W here. Yeah. I, the Chargers offense comes to play, there's no way. This is going to be a blowout. Like it was the the sixth week or fifth week of the season when the Raiders were three and zero, and everybody was saying how good that team was, and they went into Los Angeles and got smoked by the Chargers. Yeah, I definitely think the Chargers' offense is is the key to this entire thing. And if they come to play, I think like you said, and like we both we both locked this one in. I think this game will be uh, a Dunsky uh, finito. So, all right, so those are the three best games, and we're both on the same side for all of them. Saints-Falcons, we both picked New Orleans. The Rams-49ers, we both picked the Rams, and I locked in my pick. And then the Chargers-Raiders, we both picked Los Angeles, and we both made them one of our best picks. So, all right, so that is it for the best three games. Let's head out to the rest of the NFL slate for Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Third down. And I meant Saturday. Uh, there is no Thursday game, and it's Saturday morning as it is. Anyway, so uh, we will begin first game in Denver. We'll just start off with the Saturday games. We haven't talked about either of them. So Chiefs in Denver facing off against the Broncos. Chiefs 10.5-point road favorites here. The Sharps are on the Broncos. The money are on the Broncos, 68%. And then the tickets at 63% are on the Chiefs. Over-under is 45 and. Uh, uh, half? Nope, 45 points. Uh, injury reports. Edwards Hilaire is going to be out. Uh, Denver, they're short. They're two starting cornerbacks. So their secondary has got a shot. And they'll have Drew Locke under center. So Broncos have any chance of keeping this close today? Ten and a half points is the spread. I do not believe. I, 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 I don't either. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to have any guarantees with the Kansas City Chiefs. It's just not going to happen. But for said purpose of this podcast and keeping tabs on who's going to win, the Chiefs are going to be the pick. Yeah, I originally had Denver, and then I read that update about them losing their secondary. And so with Kansas City needing this game and the secondary being shot... Drew Locke under center. The Chiefs not knowing what's going to play out the rest of Saturday, uh, Sunday and Monday night. So I just I, I ended up picking, switching my pick from the Broncos to the Chiefs. So I have the Chiefs, as do you. Ten and a half points is, is a lot of points for the Chiefs, though. They, I mean, up until recently, they never covered anything like that. No, I, I know. And, and that's the big 
funny fact about the Chiefs is that I think ever since I said I'm never picking them again, they've covered every yeah, they single went, week. They went on a tear so. after that. And I know because I was picking yeah. them. So uh, both of us are on the Chiefs in that one. No play on the over-under. Next game is going to be another Saturday game. This is the Saturday evening game. Eagles hosting the Cowboys. NFC East battle here. Cowboys also a road favorite by four points. Over-under is 44.5. And And the Eagles are a trifecta pick on this one as the home dog has the Sharps, tickets, and money all on their side. Money heavy in regard to the Eagles at almost 80%. So... Philadelphia here, to me, I ended up picking them because the Cowboys are a little banged up, uh, especially with all the COVID. Philadelphia uh, is also ill with the COVID. So a quick recap of what's going on there. The Cowboys are going to be out. J. Ron Curse, Tony Pollard, and Trayvon Diggs, they all are out. Devon Wilson is questionable. The Eagles are going to lose Miles Sanders. Uh they also, Lane Johnson and Landon Dickinson are questionable. Micah Parsons out for the Cowboys with COVID. I think the Eagles end up having, how many was the last? Roughly a dozen players on the reserve COVID-19 list. So this game is an absolute mess. But, I mean, you look at Trayvon Diggs out, J. Ron Curse out, Tony Pollard out, Micah Parsons out. I don't even know how the the Cowboys are favored in this game. I probably would made Philly the favorite. No, I thought Philly was going to be the favorite. I'm shocked that it went the other way. Yeah, I mean, it's just th- th- those are a lot of key players out for the Cowboys. You still have Zeke, but you know, I mean, you have Zeke and you have Ceedee Lamb. Uh, you have Schultz. They lost. Um, they lost. What's his face last week to the knee injury. He had just battled back midseason and come back. Michael Gallup, their third wide out. Everybody talking this yeah. week about Cowboys getting Antonio Brown possibly as a play for the postseason. I don't know about that. But regarding this game, four points, I took the Eagles. Yeah, I took the Eagles too. I I I kinda love I, I love this game. I'm taking I'm taking Eagles money line on this one. Ah a, a little betting tease. Uh, right there for you. So we're both in on the Eagles for the second of the two Saturday night, night games. So we'll head out to the 1 o'clock Sunday games, and we'll start off with the Ravens hosting the Steelers. Ravens, three-and-a-half-point favorites here. Sharps are on the Steelers. Tickets on the Steelers. Money on the Steelers. It is a trifecta game for Big Ben Roethlisberger and Pittsburgh as everybody is leaning their way. Um, I ended up taking Pittsburgh as well. The biggest note in injuries for this game is obviously under center for the Ravens because Lamar Jackson will not be playing. He is out for this one. So uh, Deontay Johnson's coming back from COVID for the Steelers, so they'll get him back. Um, otherwise, uh, you know, I don't know. There's not too much. I mean, Jackson is the biggest. Jackson and Deontay Johnson are the biggest uh, news and notes there because Jackson is out and Johnson comes back. But I went with the Steelers and uh, Big Ben in his last game. I did that in my other pool. In this one, I have to be realistic. I think Pittsburgh's not that good. <laughs> I, I don't think nor so is, either. Nor, nor is Baltimore, to be honest. Like Baltimore hasn't not been playing well, but 
I guess I believe in Tyler. Tyler Holt is kind of very similar to Lamar Jackson. He's just like a you know, downgraded version of him, but they play the same way. Um, at home, I think that Baltimore fans and Baltimore coaches would want nothing more than to beat Ben Roethlisberger in his last NFL game ever. Yeah, I got you. I'm going go, to go end. with Baltimore. You're on the other end. Yeah. Okay. So we have the Browns hosting the Bengals. This game is, you know, from what I can tell, Joe Burrow practiced this week, but he's not going to play, right? I don't understand. There, it's a six-point spread, so Vegas obviously knows more than I do. I didn't know that they all weren't going to play. It yeah. sounds like it, it, it looks like they're no nobody's going to play. Yeah, I know. Burrow practiced this week, but he's not going to play. Um, and I think that they pulled a couple of other guys too. So anyway, the short of it is the Browns are a home favorite here by six points, and that's without, um, what do you call it, uh, Baker Mayfield, because he ended up pulling himself for surgery. So Cleveland is a six-point favorite uh, here versus the Bengals. The over-under is 37.5 points. The Sharps are on Cleveland. The tickets and the money are on the Bengals. The money's pretty heavy on the Bengals at 78%. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this game. I took the Bengals. I don't like the Browns either, but I think both these teams are just kind of punched out and done. And uh, I think the Bengals might just play a little motivated because they've had such a good year. I can't believe the Browns went all in. Like, they, they literally had the lineup, such high expectations, and they just failed again. Everybody loved the Browns going into this year. Loved them. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, Baker, then I'm reading articles about how ba- this Baker Mayfield could be gone after this year, and it's like, who, who oh, else Baker is Mayfield find? is gone after this year. I mean, come on, let's be real. But who else are you going to find? What are they going to? They're going to start all over with another rookie quarter, another uh, quarter. Baker Mayfield is no good. He's just no good. I'm sorry. I, I mean, he's not terrible. He's just maybe you could piece something together to get to a Super Bowl with him. But it, it's just after watching him for you know whatever since he's got he was Saquon fourth year right. So this is his fourth year. It's just it's not there. Sorry, ain't there. So. But anyway, I, I guess you're taking the Bengals. He's be- yeah, I'm taking the Bengals. He's better than Derek Carr. Oh wow, that that race is neck and neck. I don't know. I don't know if you gave me Carr and Mayfield in a fan- in a in a fantasy actual football draft, not fantasy football, but a, a football draft in the fantasy realm, I probably end up taking Carr. In fantasy, you're, that's a whole different thing. No, no I, I put fantasy. I'm trying to say in a theoretical football world, you give me a draft and I can have either one of those two as my quarterback. I think I'm taking Carr. I'm taking the younger guy. The younger guy who, who when healthy, can run and throw and has no fear whatsoever. Ugh, I don't Carr. know. I, don't, I just Carr's- think him. 
I'm not a fan. Anyway, we're completely derailed here. So, uh, all right, we're yeah. both on the Bengals there. So the next game up will be the Titans hosting the Texans. Titans, big favorite here. I think it is the second biggest uh, spread on the slate. Actually, the third. Chiefs own the second. But Titans, 10-point favorites here versus the Texans. 42 is the over-under. The Sharps are on the Texans. The tickets and the money are on the Titans. Pretty heavy on the money at... 85%. I don't think the tight. I think Houston's going to stay in this game. Really? Oh, man. This is, for me, this is one of my locks with Tennessee. I think they're just, they need this game, right? They need to win it to ensure that they're going to get that first round uh, spot, the, the first seed and the bye. And for Houston, I don't know. I mean, they're really going to be able to play with Tennessee here. They're going to be pretty motivated here at home here to win. Listen, you're, everything you just said is correct. I mean, I'm not doubting that. I'm not denying that. What I'm saying is I, I'm going out on a limb here. I'm trying to get a win. You know, I'm trying to get another win. And 10 points is a lot of points. And I can see Tennessee being up. And just having that backdoor cover for no reason at the end of the game. Yeah, I can see the backdoor cover. It's not the way that I went, but I, I could see what you're arguing here. Yeah. You know what's funny is I keep looking back at the injury report for this, and every year it's been Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, NIR out. <laughs> Obviously. I mean, that, that that was destined to happen as soon as that word broke. It's funny that they kept him on the active roster, though. So, uh, But whatever. That's all going to change. I think he's going down there to Miami in the offseason, but we'll see. Uh, that's neither here nor there. So, Titans, I am picking them as one of my best bets. Chris is going the other way. He is taking the Texans and the 10 points. Washington football team in New York facing off against the Giants. The Giants are going to have Jake Fromm under center there as uh, Glennon is out. The Giants are going to be seven-point dogs at home. So crazy spread here. And you have the coaches smashing into each other as Joe Judge last week with his 11-minute, you know, please don't fire me rant, uh, ended up outing and pointing his finger at the Washington football team with their fist fighting on the sidelines. And then Ron Rivera came back just yesterday and was like, all right, you should keep your mouth shut, whatever. Anyway, the Sharps are on the Giants. The tickets and the money are on the Washington football team, who may or may not be the Admirals. The over-under is 38 points in this. So where are you going here with the Giants and the football team? I'm taking our big blue. I I, I don't know why. Our I, big blue? I, our big blue? What is that all about? Well, I, I, I hate I, – I'm giving up on the Raiders, so I'm rooting for okay. the Giants to, to beat the uh, – the football team. Okay, all right. I got you. I'm with you. All right, so you, you're picking the Giants here. I, I ended up picking the Washington football team. Uh, the Giants suck, and I want nothing but uh, bad things uh, to happen to them until they can fix uh, the ship here and, and right what is a rudderless disaster Titanic out in the open seas of the football ocean. This team is just a mess. So uh, I'm picking football team. You're picking the Giants. These two teams suck. There's not nothing more to talk about. The Here's another nothing game. Vikings hosting the Bears. Bears are a road favorite. Five and a half points. The Sharps are on the Chicago. The tickets and the money are on the Vikings. Who are you going to pick in this one? Wait. 
You just said they're a road favorite, but I have that the Vikings are five-point favorites. Uh, I just grabbed this earlier, uh, unless I completely botched that one. I think you flipped it around, yeah. Uh, Maybe I did. Hold on. I will tell you in a second. Uh, No, I can't because this is... This is awesome when my phone doesn't work in the middle of a podcast when I may may or may not have screwed up. So, um, all right, well, we'll just do it this way. If the Bears were a five-and-a-half-point favorite, who would you have? Oh, I'd lay everything I had on the Vikings. That's what I did. So now let's say the Vikings are a five-and-a-half-point favorite. Which one would you have? I would lay everything I had on the Bears. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, um, I mean, no. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Vikings. Still, I, I think they're the better team, and Cousins is gonna want to win. Uh, Jefferson's gonna try and you know continue on with his streak of kind of getting in the argument of one of the top three receivers in the league, top five receivers. He's very good. Kid's very good. Yeah. So either um, either position you're gonna be on, either position you're gonna be on the Vikings. Yes. Yeah, so will I. And as I just pulled up the Action Network app and pulled it up, then I must have read it wrong because, yes, the Vikings are the home favorite. So we're both on Minnesota in that game. So the next game is a game that's kind of pivotal, but not really because it Jaguars are involved. It's the Colts in Jacksonville facing off against Jacks, uh, the Jags. 15-point favorites here on the road are, in, are the Colts. The Sharps are going to take the Jags. The tickets and the money are on the Colts. Uh, I took the Colts. I, 15 points is so much. It's so many points. I just couldn't bring myself to take Jacksonville in this. I can't, I can't either. I wrote Indy because the Jags are that awful. I feel bad for, what's his name, Lawrence. I think Lawrence is very good. I I feel terrible for that kid. Well, he'll get to basically call the shots going forward because they're pot committed to him, and he is good. You just haven't seen anything. So I, you would imagine that Shad Khan, what, if I if I got that right, um, he's basically going to make sure that he's happy with whatever coach that they have going forward because the last thing you can do, you can afford to do if you're Jacksonville is lose this quarterback. You know, not to say that he's great. We're not quite sure. You haven't really seen it, but – you know, if you end up picking a coach and then, you know, Lawrence bolts and he's actually good. I mean, what a disaster! But yeah, terrible. Lawrence situation. is gonna. Lawrence is good, man. He's gonna be one of the. I can't see the Jaguars getting good over the next couple of years, but he's gonna be a, a, a primary reason why they get better. I mean, ATN. I don't. If he comes back from that injury, okay. Like, they have potential on the team. They really need receivers. They have no receivers. Yeah, you can change things around pretty quickly in the NFL, so I don't know if it'll take years. It'll probably take more than one, obviously. I think that's a given. But I do think that they might be able to turn it around, but they are going to have to make sure that Lawrence stays and he is as good as he's shown in spots. But in regard to this game, uh, they we both ended up taking Indianapolis uh, and the 15 points. So the next game is going to – sorry, I had to mute my mic a second as I coughed. Um, next game is going to feature the Packers and the Lions. The Packers are a road favorite by three and a half points in this game. The Sharps have not taken any angle. The tickets are on the Packers, and the money is on the Lions over under 44 and a half points. I ended up taking the Lions – 
I took the Green Bay Packers and I made it one of my locks. Oh. I don't care. I don't care who they play. They're going to beat the Lions. They're not going to let the Lions. That's like one of those rivalry games. Like they are literally one of their arch rivals. Those division games matter to coaches more than they matter to players. And I don't think, I don't think the Lions have enough talent to beat the Packers. All right, so we're on opposite sides in that one, and you're locking that in as one of your best bets. The 4 o'clock games begin with the Jets traveling to Buffalo to take on the Bills. AFC East rivalry here. Not really a rivalry, but at least an AFC East uh, game. Bills, 16-point favorites versus the Jets. 40-and-a-half is the over-under. Sharps in on the Jets. Tickets in on the Jets. And then the money is big on uh, Buffalo at 96%. Who'd you take here with Buffalo and New York? So this game got pulled off of DraftKings Sportsbook for some reason. It might be back now. But when it gets pulled, that makes me think there's too much money coming in on one team. And well, it's, 90, I, it's 96% on the Bills. <laughs> there you go. So... I'm going to just go with the 96% of America, and I'm going to go with the Bills. Yeah, I don't know. I, I saw the same thing. I didn't know it was pulled off, but that makes sense that so much money is coming in on Buffalo. Uh, obviously, maybe somebody knows something somewhere. I went with the Jets. I thought 16 points was way too much. Buffalo does need this game. Uh, Jets have played okay. They should have got that win last week. Um, what a disaster with that. Although, you know, they've all been pointing fingers this week. I still kind of think that that was designed to allow Tampa Bay to have the uh, ability to get that game. But maybe not. I don't know. Um, because that the betters their draft pick by losing that game. Regardless. Well, they'll I'm, know, right? They'll know because the Titans game is before them. Oh, and no, no, no. Chiefs I, game. I, I'm, I'm screwing you up here. I, I was talking about the fourth and two run call at the end of last week when they ended up not getting it. Tampa Bay turned around, drove down the field, and then they ended up scoring for the win. The Jets yeah. have been pointing the finger at each other all week long saying, oh, no, it was the offensive coordinator. We never should have done that. Then there were ex-Jets players that came out and said, no, I've heard this about Zach Wilson. This was all him. And it's just it's been an all-out shit show, typical for the Jets, uh, after that loss to Tampa Bay. And I just said that's, that's the way in the NFL that you tank. You go for it on fourth and two because by not kicking the field goal, you ensure that a touchdown the other way is going to lose you the game. Right, instead of taking the three points and making sure you could at least get the overtime, you look like a hero if they get the fourth and two because you get the first down and you're oh we put them away. And if you don't, you leave them the opportunity to lose. So um, that that's what I was referencing there. But yeah, in this regard, I mean they'll know where they are. I think primarily because the the lines are ahead of them, right? Aren't they? They're number five or four. Well, both both sides of this this coin I'm talking about the Bills and the Jets are both going to know draft draft capital versus playoff positioning because the bills, they have uh, the Titans ahead of them. They have the chiefs ahead of them and who, who no, but they're going to be, they're going right? to, they're, they're going to be facing off against the Pats for the AFC East title. Oh yeah, you're right. So they're going to have to play no matter what. Yeah, they've got to play. 
or else they'll be on the road. Oh, yeah, they don't want to do that. So, as for that the sucks. Jets... They're so talented. The Bills are so talented. They shouldn't They shouldn't even be in this position. Yeah, the Jets currently are, in, uh, are playing for draft position. They're in third. The Giants are in fourth. The Texans are in fifth. I thought that was different, but I don't know. Every, every time I go to the NFL, the NFL... Dot com's website sucks because every time you go to it trying to figure out who's in what position, they change it around. So I don't know. But anyway, if you want to know about... Where are the Bears at? Uh, the Bears are up, uh, I don't know, uh, let's see, two, four, six, eight, nine. They're at nine. So Ugh, They did that stupid play. They could have, The Giants could have had two top five draft picks. Yeah, well, this is the deal right now. In regard to the draft, and we'll touch on it now because we're talking about the Jets, Jacksonville and Detroit are going to be one and two in whatever order, depending on who wins and who loses. The next four are up in the air because you have the Jets, Giants, and Texans all at four and 12, and the Panthers at five and 11. So those teams, depending on who wins and loses, could all flip-flop spots. And then you have the Panthers falling into the next tier with the Panthers, the football team, the Seahawks, and the Bears because they're 5-11 and 11 in regard to the Panthers, and then the other three are 6-10. and 10. So they could all flip-flop, move around, and all the rest of it. But that Bears pick for the Giants looks like it's actually going to stay probably right about there because, let's say, Minnesota wins. That's going to lock them in there. Uh, Bears fall to 6-11, and 11, you think. Um, you know, Seahawks, they have a chance of winning? Probably not. Um, so that's going to be there. But anyway, uh, that, that's draft talk. That's down the road. But anyway, uh, here, Bills. Uh, you took the Bills. I took the Jets. So now uh, let's go back to the slate of games in front of us. The next two we already talked about. So then we will fly from Buffalo down to Miami. It's the next game that's relevant to the Bills. It's the Pats. It's the Pats facing off against the Dolphins. Pats favored by 6.5 on the road here. They are a trifecta bet. Sharps, tickets, money, all of the Patriots. 86% of the money on the Pats. Over-under is 40 points. So, who are you going to take here? Dolphins. Money line. Wow. So, that's one of your locks I'd take it then. Uh, I, You know, I don't think I... It was one of those things. Oh, You're going to take him on a money just... line, but it's not going to be one of your locks, right? No, right, okay. correct. So I'm on the other side, so I'll just use the lock for my re- in my regard because I will end up taking New England and locking that in. So, um, I don't know. I, the Pats need this game. I The Dolphins, it's over. They had their seven-game win streak. It ended last week. That knocked them out of the playoffs. I don't think two is very good. I think that Belichick will really be able to dial it up here against – Tua in one regard, and then get that offense moving in the other. I just don't think that uh, the Patriots are as good as people make them out to be, and I think that Miami's defense is way better than people give them credit for. Uh, they got they got pummeled last week, right? Was that last week? Uh, last week they ended up losing to the Titans pretty significantly. Yeah, I forget what the yeah what the final was. I have it here in a sheet, but yeah, they ended up losing to them pretty big. I like 31 to seven or 24 to seven or something 30, like that. 34, three, 34, three, 30, 34, three. Yeah. I, I think Miami will come back. Miami every year. You know, I, I, I work with a Patriots fan. So we talk about this every year. This game is a trap game every time for the Patriots. 
no matter how well they prepare, this is always the trap game. The last game of the year in Miami, they lose this all the time. I, I think the Dolphins are ready for it. I don't, I don't think the Patriots are as good as everyone gives them credit for. I, I just I think Miami's going to win. Fair enough. I got you. I'm on the other way. I'm going to take New England. Uh, and so I got New England and I, 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 Buffalo is going to win. So I think that's just going to be a push. New England, I think, is going to be in there in the wild card spot. I don't think there's really a chance for them to end up winning that division because the Jets are not going to win in Buffalo. So now we'll uh, flip over to the NFC for the final two games. The... Next game is going to be the Cardinals hosting the Seahawks. Cardinals fighting for the NFC West title. They will need the Rams to lose and them to win this game in order to get that title. The Cardinals favored at home by 5.5 points. The over-under is 48. The Seahawks are currently the ticket and the money pick. uh, Barely with the tickets, but 97% of the money in on Seattle. And then the Sharps are taking the Cardinals. Uh, who are you going to take here in this battle? I'm leaving. I'm take. Go ahead. Who are you leaving? I'm I'm going with Arizona, and I'm locking it in. Yeah, I'm going with Arizona too. Seattle was one of those games. See, this is another game I picked in my office pool as the Seahawks winning outright, trying to get ahead of that the leader. I could see Seattle winning, and I could see Seattle playing well. I just I, I don't think they don't I don't think they have it this year and the Cardinals the Cardinals team is pretty good they're they're they're, they're very good yeah and I just don't know how invested this Seahawk team is going to be in this game I, obviously I guess Russell Wilson's going to be trying to play for pride but the Cardinals need this they're at home they need to dial it up a little bit here regardless of whether or not they win the AFC West or they get in as a wild card but they really need to continue on last week's victory versus the Cowboys because in the weeks prior to that, they did not look good. So you're going to have to play next week, so you'd like to use this game to tee off and get everything moving in the right direction. So I think this the Cardinals should be pretty easy, and I, so that's why I picked them as a lock in the five and a half points. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't lock it in, but I, you know, I, I think that the uh, the Cardinals are just, they're just a much better team. I feel bad for for the Seahawks, they're going in the in the wrong direction. Uh, their trajectory is not. They're gonna they're gonna blow, they're gonna implode that team. They're gonna get rid of Wilson. They're gonna get rid of Lockett. Bobby Wagner is very good, but he's nearing the end of his time in 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 that city. And I just Arizona's going the right direction. That whole division's really good. I mean, that Arizona, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle. Like, that is a tough division. Oh, yeah, for sure. I agree with you. But I wouldn't feel too bad for them because these guys, they got paid a shit ton of money. So uh, don't feel that bad. Um, Let's figure out the last game and then get to our picks. It's going to be Tampa Bay hosting the Panthers. Could be the last game for Matt Rule. You never know. He has had a really terrible year. Two years of mediocrity, and this year was just a disaster. But Tampa Bay, you know, the Antonio Brown shit, we're not going to touch that right now. But the Bucs are down a whole bunch of people, but they're still going to be favored by 8.5 at home. 41.5 is the over-under. The Money is on the Bucks. The tickets are on the Bucks, and the Sharps are on the Panthers. That's the differentiation. Uh, in regard to Tampa Bay, on top of losing Antonio Brown, they do have a bunch of other injuries. 
Tampa Bay will be out. Shaquille Barrett and Pierre Paul, uh, they're also going to be out uh, now. Both of their their top number one and two running backs because Ronald Jones is going to be out with an ankle. I mean, there's just injuries left and right for this team uh, as they try to get one last win here. In um, I don't think it matters for me. I picked the Bucks regardless of all those injuries. I did too, regardless of the injuries. It's just next man up in that backfield. Fournette will be back for the playoffs. Evans will be back to somewhat healthy for the playoffs. They have wide receivers who just keep stepping up when other ones leave. So Tom Brady makes a massive difference. He, it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter who his wide receivers are. He finds them. And Gronk is Gronk. He's still going to be Gronk. And the Panthers are just horrific. Yeah, the Panthers are just not good. I'm so surprised. I, I thought what's funny about Matt Rule is that that guy just, I mean, he locked in tons of money. Primarily thanks to the fact that the Giants of all teams wanted him so badly. And David Tepper ended up giving him anything that he wanted. I mean, and now it turned out to be a, a disaster. So it looks like Tepper saved the Giants from themselves. But then you look at the Giants, and they locked in Joe Judge, who's a disaster in itself. So the Giants picked two terrible people, right? They would have went with Matt Rule if he was available. They didn't. They went with Joe Judge. They lost on both. I mean, just terrible performance by the uh, Giants evaluation crew. Uh, but anyway, in regards to this one, Matt Rule could be his last game. We're both picking the Bucks here uh, as Tampa Bay ends their season. And Tampa Bay, I mean, it's a little bit of shuffling, but they really can't do anything. They're probably going to get one one home game and then a road game, all things dependent. They could be the two seed. They could have two. They could have two. Can they? I, I, I didn't look at the, all the seedings because it's really going to be so chaotic in terms the of Rams, the seeding. If the Rams... The Rams lose and they win, they get the two seed. If the Rams lose, they win, they get the two seed. Okay. Right? And we were talking about the Rams 49ers. It's a tough game. So, still live, but we'll see what happens. So, with all of that said, let's uh, wrap it up and head over to our gambling picks. Fourth down. All right. So, uh, you ended up having a good week last week. And you kind of pulled through with, I, I forget what it was, but I think you netted yourself a, a couple couple shingles there, right? A couple a couple shekels, that is? Yeah, 210 I won. Right, so what does that put you back up to around 3,000 or above it now? No, 35, 20, 35, 35. 35, 35, which is, if I remember right, I think that is the highest bankroll of the season for you. So far, I think uh, it's very close. It, I, I was at 36, I think, at some point. It, it's close. Right. So uh, you ended up having a good week. I ended up having an okay week. I think I'm, I'm back up to even with my second uh, 1,000 bankroll. I lost the first 1,000 early. So I've been about a scratch golfer since midway through the season, which is kind of about you. You've had a little bit more fluctuation, but you've had more money to play with. So uh, I will kick it to you uh, and let me know what you want to do this week. Why don't we begin with all of the fringe stuff? So give me your super contest picks, your five best ones. All right. So I'm going to go with Philly. Take it. Eagles. Yup. Baltimore. Ravens. Packers. Packers playing the Lions there. Saints. Saints fighting for their playoff lives. And the Chargers. 
Chargers against your Raiders in Vegas. No hope for the Raiders in your in your eyes. So yeah. as as for me, I picked some of the same ones that you did. I did end up taking the Chargers. Then I took the Rams. I took the Titans. I took the Cards, and I took the Pats. So I actually ended up taking one of yours. Um, and that was it for me. So then we'll go to our over-under games. I'll start this one off. For my over-unders, I took New Orleans at Atlanta. I took the over of 39 and a half. And then we just talked about Seattle and Arizona. I am going to take the under 48 there. I don't know if it's going to be a shootout like that. Uh, like that uh, point total says. I, I think it's probably going to be a little less. So I'm taking the under 48 for the Seattle in Arizona game. Uh, I'm going to go with the over in the Green Bay game. Yep. Versus Lions. What is the over in that one? I, I said it, but I forgot. 44. Okay. Love the number, though. And and then I'm going to go with the under in the Rams game, 44 and a half. Yeah. I, I mean, that game to me, if if Trey Lance plays and he's terrible, that that probably a lock of an under because I think it'll just be a disaster. Yeah. I agree with that. That's exactly why I picked it. All right. Now, I'm dead for the Survivor knockouts. I've been dead all year, so I'm not even picking two because I've been knocked out so long. I mean, all all the Survivor pools probably should be ended by now. But God forbid somebody was still there. You've done way better. Or God forbid somebody's still in this thing and still has to (laughs) sweat it out week 18 of the NFL season. You've been better than I have, so who do you have? I'm going to take the Browns as a knockout. Okay. And I'm going to take the Dolphins as a survivor. Ooh, Dolphins against... uh, Wow, you're really big. You have the Dolphins in your bets this week? I do, yeah. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. So now let's flip it over to the money. This is what it's all about, baby. It's all about that gambling cash. So you begin. You are playing with a kitty of about $3,500 off of a $1,000 deposit. So you're still sitting about threefold of your ROI. So what do you got going today? All right. So starting with tonight's games, I'm going to do a three-way parlay tonight. I'm going to do Eagles money line. I'm yep. going to do the I'm going to do the over of 44. Ah, I love the number, obviously. And I'm going to do the Chiefs with 10 and a half. All right, so you got the Eagles money line plus the over at 44 and a half. Same game parlay, and then you're taking the Chiefs to cover the 10. Yep, so that's a three-way parlay, 100 to win, 960. Okay. All right, then I'm going to do... I'm going to do a six-point tease, five teams. I'm going to do Detroit plus nine. Indy, minus nine. I'm going to do uh, uh, the the Browns, even. The Titans, minus four. And I'm going to do the Ravens, plus two and a half. Wow, that's a lot. Here we go. Guy like six teams. Lions, Indy, five. Brown, ten. Uh, Ravens, sorry, five teams. Uh, and how much are you going to put on that? 100 to win 500. Wow. All right. So what else do you got? Or are you going to take your... All right. You still got no, more. No, I'm going. I got more. I got a four-way parlay. I got Saints money line. 
Rams with the spread, minus four. Bucks, money line. And Dolphins, spread, plus six and a half. Okay. And that's 100 to win 700. Man, you're really swinging for the fences. Go ahead. Yep. And then I got a five-team, six-point tease. I got Dolphins plus 12 and a half. Saints plus two and a half. Rams plus two. Bucks minus two. And Seahawks plus 11 and a half. Okay. <laughs> That's 100 to win 500. So many teams in all this. Okay. Yep. And then my final bet is 200 to win on the Chargers at minus three. Okay. Wow. All right. So you got two parlays, a straight bet, and then you've got two teases. Both teases are five teams. And if you want to know what they are and you haven't wrote them down, you can just rewind on the podcast and listen for yourself. Um, all right, so that kicks the ball to me. Mine is so much easier. Here you go. I put a $100 parlay on the Cardinals uh, at home with the 5.5, and, and I put the Titans at home with the 10. Two-team t- uh, two parlay, and that's all I did there, taking those two teams. I like them at home. I think they're going to finish strong. Uh, Titans a little questionable with the 10 points, but I think they can get that done. Teases, I am going to end up taking the Titans, moving that from 10 to, to 4. I am going to take the Patriots. I'm going to move that game to a half a point in their favor, and then I'm going to take the Buccaneers and move that game to two and a half points in their favor. So the Titans, I don't quite get it to the three points. I get the Pats to basically a pick them, and then the Bucks to a field goal victory, and then I'll put $100 down on those three teams. So that does it for Week 18. Uh, we will reconvene and see who is in and who is out. Your Raiders hanging on by a thread there. They do have a shot. We'll have to see what happens. And uh, as for my Giants, I don't know, whatever. They're playing for draft picks. So, But that wraps it up here for Week 18. Chris, enjoy your Saturday, Sunday. I will get you your fantasy championship winnings. Yes, he did win third title in 10 years. Third title in our uh, mass email. I, I called it two, so my apologies, obviously. Uh, and all the best to the family. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. All right there, champ? All right, buddy. You too. All right, everybody else, peace out. Enjoy your days. All the best. Hope you win all of your bets should you place them. And if not, at least I hope you have a good time watching yourself lose. So, peace out. Peace out.